hand into the theater and the usher nods me in. They know me here. I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about. The door at the bottom opens and I walk in. The sound of movie spoilers fill the air. The barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back. The rest of the crew are here already. This is my type of place and these are my type of people. Join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema. Have a seat in the spoiler room. Yes, my friends, it is here. It arrived uh, this past weekend, broke all kinds of records, and gee, a big surprise. We're talking about it tonight on the spoiler room. Of course, we are talking about Avengers Endgame. We've talked about, I think, pretty much every uh, superhero film that has come out since the podcast started. And uh, so why break that trend? And tonight I got a great crew with me tonight to talk about this bookend that was 10 years and 20 one films in the making, 22 films. Uh, first off, we have back with us in the spoiler room, the BFD himself. It is Mr. Glenn Bittner. Hello, Glenn. How are you, sir? What's up? <laughs> Glad to have you here. And next to him, the bowtie man has returned. It is Mr. Paul Salzer. Hello, Paul. Hey, how are you? Glad to have you here with us. And returning as well, we have the horror miser himself. Yes, he's not just into horror films. He loves superhero films as well. It is none other than Monty G. Hello. How are you doing, what, sir? What's going on, everybody? Let's talk Marvel. Let's talk some MCU. Yes. And uh, Paul, it's been a little while since you've been here. Tell you what, why don't you go ahead and give us a short synopsis of this three-hour movie? Wow. A short synopsis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no pressure. Oh yeah, uh, it's basically a continuation of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, it takes place moments after kind of like the the big snap, and and essentially what ends up happening is kind of like the first part of the film is all about the aftermath. They do go out and they do live up to their name of being Avengers. They do avenge the the universe, half the universe that got snapped away. They do take out. Uh, uh, Thanos, but then they find out that they can't reverse the snap uh, until five years later. Suddenly, uh, in 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 a true Disney fashion, a rodent uh, basically frees Scott Lang uh, and and brings him back into the into the present day from the quantum realm. And uh, then he hatches a plan for the Avengers to kind of go back in time and steal all of the Infinity Stones so that they can make their own Infinity Gauntlet. And uh, so that they can reverse uh, the snap and then make everything all cool. Unfortunately, because every time you mess with time, time seems to snap back. Uh, the past version of Thanos and his crew uh, basically try to stop the Avengers. And we get this amazing last hour of just straight up action. So that's, that's my synopsis of the film. Oh, and people good... die. And people die. <laughs> but they don't. But mm -hmm. they do, yet don't. I. Yeah. Mm. But we get okay. America's ass, though. We've got America's oh, yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah. We can't forget America's ass. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll go down really quick. It's a long film, and we're not going to break it down necessarily scene by scene because we'll be here for, for eight hours. Uh, but <laughs> I want to go down the line and just get everyone's uh, 
initial feelings with this film and depending on how you you all have responded uh will determine kind of where we go with this conversation because there's a few things uh, that i want to touch on but i want to get your guys's opinion first just how you felt when the credits roll with no after credit sequence glenn how did you feel when this film ended uh i pretty much got what i wanted and pretty much got what i expected <laughs> Was that a good or bad thing as, as far as what you expected? Overall good. Mm -hmm. Nothing surprised me. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I could definitely see that. I've seen some other people say the same thing. They really enjoyed it. But at the same time, uh, yeah, it played out pretty much the way they expected. So, Paul, how about you when the credits rolled? I love bookends, and this gave me my bookend. It's, like you said, 10 years in the making, and I was, mm. I was just, I was a kid again. I was a kid. Loved nice. it. And uh, Lamont, how about you, sir? Well, well, uh, the first thing I did when I was leaving the film, I did uh, something that we've seen on WWE uh, pay-per-views. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, there were some surprises mm -hmm. that, uh, that I didn't expect in the film. Some I expected, but it was highly entertaining. Very, very, very nicely paced movie for and it didn't even feel like three hours you were just yeah. shit glued and you didn't want to miss anything awesome and for me i i don't know where everyone got that just because i i, I get critical of the marvel films and i dislike them i don't by any means and i will say yes this was exactly i'm kind of like with glenn in that respect is that uh, it was what I kind of expected and got out of it what I was hoping for, which was a very entertaining film. I was glad, you know, I was very happy, very entertained. Uh, a lot of people got their moments. Uh, I, I personally think it got a little bit, they had a little bit of pacing and issue in the middle, not too bad, but just what they were trying to do compared to what they had going on before and after um for me but overall yeah i mean it was it was especially the final the battle scene that was, you know that was a lot of fun that's what you kind of expected but there really were only maybe one surprise in this film now uh, monty and i uh, we talked about it uh uh, before one of the previous episodes before Endgame came out on who we thought was going to die. And uh, <laughs> yes, folks, this is a spoiler room. So the one person we thought for sure was going to die didn't actually die, but the person we kind of thought was going to die actually did die. And yes, I'm talking, uh -huh. about, I'm talking about Iron Man. And so as I mentioned, folks, we are going to jump around a bit on this with this film because I just I want to hit some of the main points and then uh, we'll get to uh, what my crew here may want to talk about. We'll go to each individual and see what you guys if you have anything you want to touch on but for me uh i thought robert downey jr uh iron man him being the one to snap thanos and his crew out of existence by getting the infinity stones on his glove uh i thought that was fitting i i, I thought it was fitting because this this series started with him and so it kind of should end with him. Paul, how'd you feel about it? You know, how they played it out and Tony getting the stones and doing the snap and, it, and dying. It, it was perfect because they, they've been hinting at it, you know, his post depression type of, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder from, from the very first, like uh, New York uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, battle from that right. point on. He's he's been, and then all throughout the entire uh, MCU, they always always hinted at you know he's moving up to that moment and to finally resolve it, and then also to 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 get his his whole like life in order. Sort of, mm-hmm. you know, he he went full circle in this film, uh, and it it like you said, it it was appropriate that they started with him and they they truly did end with him um i i mean they 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 couldn't have picked a better person to make the sacrifice i mm-hmm. think so yeah for sure I, I i loved the the thing i cried though i man i it was it, were, it was you <laughs> weren't there were many there were a number of people in the audience that cried i i did not shed a tear but uh, there were many people that did. Uh, Glenn, how about you? Did you feel this was uh, very fitting that he be the one to pretty much end it all, but at the same time, it ends him too? Oh, I I, I assumed he he was going to do it just based on all the foreshadowing in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, as you, as who who stated that you know it started with him and should end with him. I mean, that right. makes perfect sense. Um, and it lets it lets. I mean, you have to kill somebody. I mean, for crying out loud, you can't have everyone, you know, when you have this, you know, it's Endgame. Someone should die in a movie called Endgame other than the bad guy. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I knew it wasn't going to be Cap because, it, as I expected, Cap got the ending I expected him to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you throw in time travel. Well, uh, uh, we, um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. But. Um, so and it wasn't going to be anyone new because, mm-hmm. I mean, if the only other person it could have possibly been could have been Nebula, mm-hmm. but that would require them to have followed the comic, which they don't generally in the movies all that closely. So in the comic, Nebula died during. Uh, if I re- if I recall, she's the yeah. one. Yeah, who gets, who gets yeah, the yeah. Because I recall, yes. Yeah. yeah she... So, but. I but I I think in the movie she's too. It had to be someone who who's who's been there longer. Right. You know, she's been in, you know, three movies up till now, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. So, although we do get to spend a lot of time with Nebula, I was it was it was kind of nice to explore her storyline a bit more in this film. Uh and so we do get to set more time, but yeah, that I think they set that up specifically to kind of lead you to think that maybe she would be the one to deal the final blow, but uh, it, it was not. Uh, what about you, sir? Uh, Lamont, what did you think of um, it being Stark and doing the snap, his own snap? Oh, yeah, yeah, just like Paul and Glenn said, it's something I expected because he was the first one to you know start the series. Um, he was, and all, all throughout this time, he's been dealing uh, with this thing because of the vision that he saw in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And he's been trying to stop it. And right. now finally he has the ability now when he finally gets the infinity gloves on his glove, he mm-hmm. now says, Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that vision of mine come true, even if I have to sacrifice myself, and that's why he, that's why it was appropriate for him to right. do that. Yeah, so yeah, that that I thought was a fitting in. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, a lot of people in, in the theater I went to go see started crying during that particular scene. <laughs> scene. Uh <laughs> would it would have been it, I would have been shocked. If they would have uh, had Nebula do it, it was something I would not expect it. Yeah. Uh, but just like I said in my review, it was kind of funny seeing her being the focal point in this movie because mm-hmm. the actress Karen Gilling was in Doctor Who. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she just can't she just can't escape time travel, apparently. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Now, uh, Nebula isn't the only one in this film that actually we get to explore a little more. And it was one of the things that kind of sat with me in a good way and not necessarily a good way because I was, it made me long for more. Namely, we actually, we jumped to the end. We're going to jump to the beginning now with the film opening before it even, before we even get the Marvel Studios banner we get a very touchy scene with Hawkeye and his family. Um, uh-huh. And a, it was a very, I think, impactful thing. I, I thought they did this well because it helped carry over the emotions, I think, from the first one to this one, uh, where he sees basically his family get snapped out of existence. Uh, what do you think about this Lamont opening before you even get the Marvel Studios? Do you think it kind of helped reset everybody back to uh, oh, the oh, event? Yeah, it- it, it lets you remind you what happened in the original film, just in case mm-hmm. if you uh, saw it and you forgot it because it's been over a year since that movie started, since we've seen that movie. So automatically we get to see him, we see his daughter, learning her how to shoot arrows. They're having a nice family picnic. Everything is happy, don- happy, donkey dory. Next thing you know, daughter's gone, wife's gone, sons are gone. Damn. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's a nice way to, to just get you started. It, it uh, kind of lets you know where this movie is going, right? It, going it, because it, because that's that's an emotional way to start a movie. Well, yeah, especially for him because we haven't seen too much of him, and we get a lot of Hawkeye in this film, um, mm-hmm. which I like, which almost made me want him have his own solo film. Glenn, did you like how we? Is it sad that it took this long before we actually explored this character a little bit more? And and did you like what they did with Hawkeye? Um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, if this is setting up for, you know, more angry Ronan-esque Hawkeye, great. Um, it wasn't, uh, See, no, it, I'm, I'm some at- of the, some of the story felt, it just felt like, well, we got to have someone who's like really grieving hard and doing something so that it's like, okay, that can be Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> you know, and and to I guess give the that scene with him and Black Widow later more gravitas. I don't. I mean, it, yeah. I I don't really care for Hawkeye. Glenn's <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish he would have stayed Ash. The, the, <laughs> made Ash. Yeah. The the thing is, is that I mean, he he, as he says himself, you know, I'm just a dude who shoots arrows. Yeah. Whoopee. <laughs> oh, Glenn, I, I, I love you, man. <laughs> Hawkeye. Whoopee. <laughs> now I want to see see his movie. Hawkeye was the subtitle. Whoopee. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul, how about you with what they did with Hawkeye here? Well, I thought they really did need to do that because you had – uh, the the two people that everybody was asking about in Infinity War was what what about Ant Man what about Hawkeye why weren't they present and they all, all they got was this one line yet they're on house arrest mm-hmm. and Scott Lang was able to have an entire movie to explain what he was doing and it was nice to be able to see okay yeah Hawkeye was indeed you know he had the bra- he had the ankle bracelet and you needed that in order to 
uh, kind of established that, yeah, that's what he was doing during that time. Uh, mm-hmm. I also thought it was necessary uh, to um, kind of give that red herring that they gave in Age of Ultron, where everyone was like, oh, Hawkeye's going to be the one that dies. And so to have him be the first person to show up, is like, oh, they're going to bookend with him dying, and he's going to make the ultimate sacrifice like he didn't get to do in the other movie. And then I think it made, like you guys said, it made the scene uh, with um, Black, Widow. Uh, Black Widow a lot more impactful because it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the point where he could do it, and then suddenly they just flip it. So I... I I thought that was a good setup. And, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up Black Widow because here in Age of Ultron, uh, in Age of Ultron, you got me saying it now. Screw that. Forget that movie. Screw that movie. Um, I don't want to talk about Age of Ultron. Endgame, we also get more story, a bit more exploration with Black Widow, especially when they do, uh, because in the film, folks, they jump ahead after the snap, actually five years, and we see how all our heroes are trying to deal with that, which I kind of thought was an interesting approach. But her character, we get to explore more, which we still really haven't. And it's sad that here we have this end film again where we're exploring more. And we get, though it is a superhero film, no one ever is really gone uh, for good. Uh, We get this where she has to be the one for the Soul Stone. And... Yeah, uh, Paul, how how'd you feel with this, with um, Black Widow exploring it more? And did you feel kind of like, man, I wish we would have got her solo movie sooner? Uh, yeah, almost for sure. I've, I've wanted it ever since uh, Iron Man 2, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it was nice to have that. And it was it, I think it's going to make everyone hungry for when, when she comes out with her own film. Uh, even if it's like a prequel or if they finally they figure out how to bring her back, that would be awesome either uh, way. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, they could. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. It's te- uh, technically she's trapped in the in the, in the soul world, in the soul gem. So it's possible that it, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, if they introduce Adam Warlock, that they could present her, uh, a way out. And so it's it's kind of interesting. It gives it gives a little bit of meat uh, to the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because a lot of my friends are like now starting to get off of the train. It's like, oh, it's been 10 years and now Marvel Cinematic Universe is not going to have anything left. And I'm like, look, look, they got meat here and, and they're setting things up for the next 10 years. Just wait. But they won't believe me. They won't yeah. believe me. Yeah, the, I have no idea what they're going to do with the Black Widow film. It'll probably be a prequel thing. But mm-hmm. uh, Lamont, how would you feel about this, that it took this long for us to kind of get some depth for our Black Widow character a little bit more? And, and you know, how did you feel how they handled her character with her being the one to sacrifice for Soul Stone? And, and did it make you wish they had the solo movie sooner? <laughs> um, I was a, this was the one that surprised me. I was not expecting... Uh, her mm-hmm. to go because I knew that everyone wants to because of the success of Captain Marvel, but they really actually thought they should have had the her movie out first before Captain Marvel. Right. But now because she's successful, they were going to do the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect her to die. But unfortunately since she did, um it will be interesting to see how they're going to play this movie. From what I've heard, I think it's supposed to be a prequel where they show her at the beginning of her career right. as the Black Widow. That's what that's, that's what I'm hearing right now. 
So I wouldn't surprise me was uh, if it's a prequel. Wouldn't surprise me that maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy three they might mm-hmm. find a way to bring her back because, as we all know, in comic books people don't stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As this movie proves that uh, left and right. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it would. I think that's the only way they could approach it is making it a prequel in order to not take away from the weight of this film. Glenn was was mm-hmm. she a surprise for you as well? Um, a little, mm-hmm. um, I mean, once they got there, I'm like, oh, well, yeah. once they, they said they're, they're sending Hawkeye and her, I'm like, well, they're going to kill her because Hawkeye's too easy. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so it, <sighs> did, did, did you feel like though they, we should have had a chance to maybe spend more time with just her solo character and maybe her own film? Well, nah, I don't. Five, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's a lot of films in this series already, right? Um, and you know, the whole she's never not coming back. Really, Gamora's back. Yeah. So to say that that the other movie has to be a prequel, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe they do some movie where she uh, ends up with uh, Loki and the uh, little blue box. Yes, that's, that's something that's going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. There's, there's lots of ways for her to come back that isn't her coming back, but she can come back. <laughs> yes, because it, comics. Because comics. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, very true. That anyway, that's... if they could finally, I think didn't they bring back Peter's parents? Um, in, the comic? uh, in the comics, but I think they were like life uh, model decoys. Because, yeah, they were like one, because, yeah, because yeah. everyone, because those were the only two characters were never, uh, they were never brought back, and they finally decided to do it, but then they decided, no, they were life, they were uh, life oil decoys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh, remember of... when Bucky was the only one that was never going to come back, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that lasted. <laughs> yeah, that, that lasted a long time. Nobody really stays dead. Um, <laughs> now, uh. I, I think you know it was it was interesting because I, I want to explore kind of the other main characters too that we have. I mean, Tony Stark. He we, we mentioned he takes his arc where it's supposed to go. I mean, he gets over his thing with with Captain America. He figures out time travel, and he's the one that does does the deed. Then we have Captain America, who, um, in all honesty, he's a guy. And let me know if I'm off on this, guys, but. I feel Captain America is the guy who has had the least arcing character in this film as far as developing as a, a character himself, um, as far as change. Um, he seems to be almost the same as he was, even with the stuff that he's witnessed in that, as, as at the beginning. And to see this final end, and it's going to lead me to the other question that I have tonight, but... Uh, how he ends this, where he's the one that takes back the stones and and fixes time and that. I, I, Lamont, how'd you feel about Steve Rogers' story or final chapter with this? I mean, did, did we feel like he actually had any type of growth, or is he pretty much the same Cap? <laughs> he's he's Cap. I mean, mm-hmm. you really can't do anything more than what they've done with the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just who he is. Right. Uh, you really can't explore anything more. I'm, you know, 
Uh, I know in the comics they've been they've been trying to do something else with his character, which unfortunately ultimately failed with that Hydra crap. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Though they do give an ode to that in this <laughs> film. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, do get a the, there's little Easter egg because I cracked up laughing when he did that little scene. <laughs> that whole elevator scene was funny though. I couldn't help but laugh because I said, "Oh no, Toby's going to have to fight them again." Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was waiting for him to say, "Before we do this, gentlemen, is everybody need to get off?" I was waiting for him to say that, but then he smartly decides to go on ahead and do the Hell Hydra thing, which I thought that was it was brilliant. It was a brilliant scene. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, but as far as his arc, just he's Captain America, right. you know. You, you know, you got the America's ass. You know, there's really <laughs> nothing more you can do with that character other than what they've done. So for him to finally get what he missed mm-hmm. uh, as a final tribute, I thought that was a nice way for his character to go out to finally get that last dance with Peggy. You know, and, fi- and finally find love and have mm-hmm. a, and have a family. So he, he if anyone deserves it, it's him. Mm-hmm. No, I, mm-hmm. I I agree. Uh, he did get. A payoff, though, by doing the payoff, it, it broke me uh, for part of this film um, for a number of reasons. Glenn, how'd you feel with Cap through the whole, uh, since we first saw him, he really hasn't had growth, but uh, would you say with Lamont, you, you can't really do much with Cap because of the type of character he is? Or um, Yeah, there's really not without, cause, I mean, he's, he's a Boy Scout. Yeah. And, and if you do anything too out of character for that, it it detracts from the overall character. He doesn't, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things, he doesn't change. He started out as this righteous do-gooder, and he still is. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. I mean, you know, it's, it's, he's always, and he's, he's always been kind of, you know, broody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, okay, except, you know, the only change you get is that, you know, he gets to, you know, have love at the end, which I anticipated they would have. Like, oh, they're gonna go back in time. Great. Now he can dance with Peggy and not come back from the past. Uh, yeah. yeah. And also, he gets um, to, and also, he also another thing for the comics, he gets to yell, uh, wield um, uh, Milner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, yes. That was cool when that happened. The whole audience, it, the two times I saw it, both mm-hmm. times that occurred in the battle. The crowd went ape shit. They just went nuts. They were like, <laughs> they were yeah, just so, so did they, yeah. So did the audience and, and the movie that we went to. Everyone was like cheering. Yeah, they and che- I'm like, I'm sitting back and I say, like, people were like, how come you're not cheering? I said, this happened to comics. <laughs> 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 the person looked. At- <laughs> it was still a cool moment in the battle, though. It, it was still it was, a cool moment. Know, Yo, yeah. You know, it's to see him do that and uh, see Thor's reaction with that as well. I I, I like that they did that. Um, but yeah, I knew it happened in the comics too, but it was still fun to see with this version of Cap. Uh, and Paul, how did you feel? I know how you like your superheroes. So yep, I was going to say for, for 10 years, I've been hounding on it and I, I don't want him to change. I want him to be a hero and he got to stay that hero. But he's also the symbol of America. He is he's about tradition and values, and those things aren't supposed to change for America. Mm-hmm. But they also show that at the very end that the, the hopes and dreams of Captain America or America itself is passed on to the next generation. So that's why he gave it to Falcon, and Falcon yeah. is now going to take on the mantle. And I think that's just all this great symbolism. I loved that whole uh, exchange of it. 
And to me, it was like, okay, yeah, they got a little bit of art in this action film. So it made me happy. But can we talk about the elephant in the room then? Sure, if you want to. The fact that you have this moment, it was a great moment. I love the fact he handed it off to Falcon. Mm -hmm. They broke their own freaking time travel rules. Which pissed me off, but because but the, it's time travel. No, no, no buts, Paul. No there is, buts on this. They broke their they, own rule. They so so they broke their own rule because if, if, if they he use, goes back, if he goes back and dances with Peggy and stays with Peggy, he creates a new timeline. So there's no way he should be back at that exam point because if that happens, then Nebula needs to disappear. Right, but the multiverse of Marvel is every time they do an epic type of change, what it does is it creates an entirely new universe. And so just like old man Logan exists in a different thing, that's why they can have old man Logan and Logan at the same time. They can have old man Cap and Captain America. I, 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 I get that, but Paul then you need to do some kind of transition from the timeline you're in to the new timeline because Cap showing up on the bench then is in the new timeline going back to that theory, but you don't in the context of the film. You're still in the same main MCU 22 film timeline, and Cap should not have been able to show up there in but that same if, timeline. So, But what if... What First if... When ever. So... so. <laughs> What, what if when Peggy died of natural causes in his his timeline, the one that he created, that he was living happily with her mm-hmm. uh, after she died, he decided at that point that he can then go back to the original timeline to pass on. That's why he was able to pass on a shield that doesn't actually exist in this world. You know, he actually had a completed shield. And that that's, is the shield from his alternate timeline. That's a hyperbola, though. You don't have that. When I, I'm looking at the film itself and the rules that they had. I'm sorry. They broke their own rules. They played fast and loose with the timeline. And If, if, I, I, if I remember that scene correctly, he never tells anybody who the wife was. So it could not have been Peggy. It might have been somebody else. It's but possible. That's it that's is. That's the gist. That's the gist I got from that because, yeah, he got his last dance with Peggy. Like, we never know whether or not he actually married her. I think that he finally got his last dance with her, but then he went on ahead and probably found love with another woman. You know, because we do see a ring on his finger. And uh, he asks, he tells Sam, you know, whose wife was you on his last note? He says, no. You know, uh, so that, that's why I think that we don't get the mess up with the timeline. See, I knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. If the, if DC did this, you guys would just be all green. So um, anyway. No, I'd be happy um, with it if it happened in DC too. <laughs> Glenn, what about you? Did they break their own rules with this whole cap end scene? End cap. Ah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're worried about rules in this movie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm bringing up a discussion point. It's not. It's yeah, one that. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that they don't explain how he's there. There are so many different ways he could be there that would fit their rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he could have got more pin particles and traveled from that other dimension to this dimension. Yeah, from I, the dimension he was in. He, it's, true. You know, it. it I, there's lots of lots of things that they that. You can do to explain it. You can just be like, "He's America's ass." He can do what he wants. <laughs> time, time, time has to, time has to accept that. I, 
I guess where I'm at with it is okay, fine, that's fine. But they they worked so hard in the beginning when they were first discussing time travel to try to shuck off previous time travel films, and yet what they end up doing the exact same thing they were complaining about the other films doing. Um, for me, I mean, they I for me they didn't they didn't put up a convincing enough argument, I guess. Uh, but stealing me. stealing the stones from that timeline affected that timeline directly. So, uh, you know, they, they, yeah, they would have been in an alternate timeline, but f- from that point on, in that in the main timeline, that continuity okay. would have been okay. destroyed. Okay, then then explain to me the Thanos snap because the Thanos snap then. Then there's there's a number of branching timelines, though they play it that they're on the same timeline. They're not because. Uh, we have uh, 19, uh, 2014 Thanos getting snapped because he's coming to the future now along with uh, uh, past, uh, past Nebula. So them coming into here now has created another timeline. So there's another timeline out there for that. When they went back for Loki, Loki, as we mentioned, ends up um, escaping with the Tesseract. Okay, that just created another timeline. So there, you get what I'm saying. There, there's multiple timelines in here. They didn't fix their main timeline, though they play it off as if they did. Now, if they address it in the future films, they probably will with Fantastic I, I, Four, maybe Kang the Conqueror. I, I, yeah. I would, I would hope so, because as of right now, the way this film stands, the way they end this doesn't quite work with the time i mean you make a <laughs> lot of assumptions and hyperbole with this mm-hmm. at the end but you don't care because it's been such an emotional ride and such well done and don't get me wrong i gave it a high rating by any means but i have this problem with a lot of time travel films when you get dealing with time travel they usually end up breaking their own rules by the end or bending them so much that they're in a u-shape <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? And because what also got me with that timeline, though, is, and you guys all know the character far more than I do in the comics. You're telling me that he sat by the sidelines for 70 years during the time when he was on ice and not did anything heroic? Captain America didn't didn't show up. He just decided to stay at home on his Lazy Boy? So I heard that there's potential on the streaming service to have a Peggy, and even though his his, uh, movie contract is done, he may still revisit Captain America, so they might do a Peggy and Captain America type of thing for the streaming service. It's probably just going to be a very limited type of thing going on. So is that going to negate then the Peggy Carter series that's supposedly part of canon? Who knows? It, it uh-huh. might be. <laughs> so, but they might they might just say, yeah, this is this is the alternate timeline. This is you know oh, six yes. six one or know, whatever because yeah. that's because they can. Yeah, they can. Because just like every other sci-fi film, the the go-to retcon of of any film to bring anybody back or do anything is. Well, it's just an alternate time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what you got to do. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, again, it, it is a minor point, but I wanted to discuss with you because it, it just got me a little because I was sitting there going, 
way to go guys but at that point by the end you didn't mind because you still get a kind of return of the king ending here you do get a number of multiple endings in this film just not quite as maybe blatant but you still do uh you know, one character that i i really enjoy hulk again is hulk i like that they did a com combination of him and banner um it, you know, Glenn, is this kind of a throwback to Gray Hulk then by them doing this with the smart Hulk? Uh, was that kind of their nod to that, do you think? I think, or? I think probably. Mm -hmm. Because that surprised me when we find out Banner actually combined the two and he's big, huge Hulk, yet very smart Banner. And I'm like, <laughs> that's cool, but it felt like Gray Hulk to me. Um, not that, yeah, I yeah. mean, but I, I think if they something making Gray people who aren't comic fans. Maybe like, why is he gray? Yeah. And just, just saying because he combined regular banner with mm -hmm. Hulk, people would be like, but pink and green, that, okay, That's... I guess that could make gray. <laughs> True. <laughs> wow. I can, so... I can hear the people I can hear the people complaining now. Why is Hulk gray? Hulk's not gray. <laughs> Did, did, did oh, you man. did you like our combined banner though? Was that was that a nice little change up for his character? I I kind of felt they were not going with the Gray Hulk because there's a storyline where Bruce Banner uh, actually you know integrates the two, mm -hmm. and we get smart we get smart Hulk for I think about what is that's two or three years? I've got how long it lasted right right around till the end of the first Secret Wars mm. uh, miniseries. Oh, okay. So that that's the nod I got from it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm glad you didn't go to the gray the gray Hulk route because that would have confused a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> why is he then gray? We, then we then we have to go to the reason why he was gray, and we had to explain. Well, that's because when the Hulk first came out, he was supposed to be green, but there was a problem <laughs> with the printers. There's yeah. a problem with the printers when they're printing, so he turned out to be gray. Yeah. So like Greg was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that poor Orion slave girl in Star Trek, the 1966 series, who got so much paint on her because they thought the color was wrong. Uh, mm. That poor lady. Uh, but, <laughs> Paul, how about you with, with Hulk and the the combined banner and Hulk? Yes, uh, uh, you're absolutely right. He's a, he's a character called Professor Hulk, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's, uh... yeah that's, that's the one you're trying to... And, uh, so yeah, once I heard about them, they were talking about him right after Infinity War, and I was really excited about seeing him. And I actually thought I wasn't going to enjoy him, mm -hmm. and I enjoyed him way more than I actually did. Just with the scene of him doing the selfie with the kids, yeah. it was just like, oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that was so great. He freaking dabbed. He freaking. <laughs> oh my god! It's like, and it was it was good to see him get that whole arc that mm -hmm. you know because he didn't get his own like mark ruffalo movie <laughs> so it was no. able to to see him kind of evolve over that and it was it was good to be able to see him kind of evolve and i love how they explained it where you know he was explaining to everyone that all this time he was trying to basically destroy the hulk mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and all he had to do was look at the hulk as being the cure and then integrate with him uh, you you chose a really good word with integrating with him. That's just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. And they did a really nice job. And like I said, they did a lot better than I anticipated. I, mm -hmm. I was not expecting to like the character as much as I did. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, one, one of my YouTube friends 
uh, Lee McCoy from Drum Dumbs, he was the only thing he was disappointed because he wanted the Hulk to kick ass. They oh. needed that. <laughs> That's true. We, said it. we don't really that see was, him. Yeah. He got to snap yeah, though and survive. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's not if that's not badass, man. <laughs> yeah, but I think he wanted he wanted to see another Hulk panel uh, throwdown. Oh, it, that would have been nice. That that would have been nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then well, the they, fi- they, no, go ahead. I was no, going to say they they had that one scene where they went back in time and they got to see the old Hulk. <laughs> things and then he tried to smash things and he couldn't smash. Guard, uh, uh, <laughs> which again, while the time travel thing is your standard staple sci-fi retcon, let's go through. I thought it was fitting for Endgame to do that only because you got to kind of do this reflect on the last ten years and some of your iconic scenes and moments during these last 10 years, you know, across, you know, obviously you couldn't visit every single film, but you still, you know, that was a good way to do that because it is kind of, you know, a, a trip down memory lane of sorts by doing that. So, uh, and yeah, them visiting New York and him going, er, and I was, was rather hilarious. Uh, so the final character that I want to talk about, and then uh, we'll, we'll go to see uh, if there's something you guys want to talk about. Um, is Thor. Thor <laughs> is the most interesting character arc, I thought, and the one that I found actually uh, the most fast- surprising. They explored the angle they did with Thor, which is um, with this film, folks, as as we mentioned, it takes up place just after uh, uh, the events of the snap, and then five years later... <laughs> um, uh, I mean, after the snap, and then we get um, uh, them tracking uh, Thanos down after, was it uh, f- five years later, they find Thanos. Um, and Thor shows up. He he cuts the arm off of Thanos, and he cuts his head off. <laughs> um, oh, no, that was before, right? They, they, they've yeah, it was before, him. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, they found they, Go ahead. Yeah, because he after he did the snap, he actually created a planet with the Wetchmacombs, and he let you know just lived to live as a farmer, and yep. he just busy chilling, just yep. chilling. And, and the Avengers and the Avengers attack him, and first they cut off his arm because he still had the Infinity Gauntlet on, and once he realized that the stones were gone, Thor just beheaded him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just <laughs> it just thwap, um, which was probably the, one of the more graphic moments in this film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when they when they track him down, and then uh, he's he's regrets it because their stones are gone, so they realize they can't reset time. Um, and, and but that's when we jump to five years later when everybody's trying to deal with this. And I liked it that they showed the impact of him doing something not quite so heroic. And Paul, how did you feel with the arc of Thor since you do like your heroic characters? Yeah. um, (coughs) The death scene wasn't something that was, you know, on my, oh yeah, he's heroic uh, spectrum, but it, it, it does, like you said, complete his arc. They needed to do that. They needed to have him kind of be this, uh, guy, that, so like, it was great that they had Ragnarok happen because he was like this cheerful, happy-go-lucky type Thor, and then he got to 
have all of the like he lost half of his people you know and everything mm-hmm. kind of fell on on him for infinity war and then you get to see this like really dark side of him and then you got to see him let go and the, the only person that you can really go to at that point is your parents and it was so nice that they were able to do that and so yeah even though he wasn't as super heroic as i wanted him to be he still got that like you said the arc that completed him so it was necessary you know so he gets he gets some pluses there you know <laughs> I, I i like the fact out of all the avengers he's the one that seemed it seemed like he was the one that was impacted the most by their failure mm-hmm. uh, because of course he he didn't go for the head he went for the arm at the last one and to see that such a powerful character be taken down like that and turn into as rocket called him melted ice cream uh, <laughs> I, I i enjoyed this exploration of this arc for him and especially as we get to the end to where he pretty much hands off his, his royal crown and basically starts fresh and i know there's fans out there who haven't liked what they've done with thor especially with ragnarok forward but um glenn what do you think about thor's arc in this and, and what they did with him as far as the impact with Thanos and, and everything that happens with Thor. The Thor abides. <laughs> yes, he was, <laughs> he was so much like the dude. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I mean, you know, it's the fact that, you know, he went off and he's having his, you know, pity party. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he failed. He failed and he actually failed. You know, he feels he failed twice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, it's it was funny, um, mm-hmm. but it's also that you know he's he's not uh, perfect. Yeah, and it's it, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed his entire arc. Yeah, it, it, you're right. Uh, you think you nailed it there with not perfect because he is a, a god quote, in quotes god there, you know. So he is you know he he kind of on superhero uh, Superman type of level to where. You know, well, how does this affect a, a, a guy who's just pretty, you know, uh, undestructible of sorts? I mean, he can get hurt in that by, by other gods and that. But still, you know, overall, he's a pretty potent guy. How do you, uh, how does that affect him? And yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting exploration. Uh, Lamont, how about you with Thor? Did you like what they did with him? Yeah, it was, it was poignant. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't get my words together. <laughs> no, it sort of fit the type of character that they Thor is in mm-hmm. this particular, you know, in the MCU. You know, you have this brave, heroic character, and not only did he fail, not only did Asgard get destroyed, but then all of a sudden, you know, all of half of the people in Asgard get destroyed by Thanos, and then all of a sudden, when he has the opportunity to save everyone, he fails. Yeah. So of course you would he would wallow in self pity, right? Wallow in self pity. So that's the normal arc. That's the normal route you would get to go for a a person or a character like Thor in its mm-hmm. universe. Yeah, and uh, I I totally agree. Yeah, he I I enjoyed this arc. I like that even at the end, um, you could tell he wasn't like at his full Thorness. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though he got you know both uh majorn and uh is it stormbringer uh stormbreaker thank you breaker i think is what it's called yeah Yeah. um even though he had both of them and he got his electricity on and he got his kind of mojo back you could tell he still wasn't quite there but he does get i i think he gets the 
deepest arc in this film uh, out of all the characters uh uh because we're with him the most obviously but the you know the scene with his mom in that too i really loved that um and it had for a great humorous moment <laughs> where he put his hand out and rocket goes what's he doing <laughs> and, he, and he gets the hammer and everybody cheered for that too when he got it they're like yeah I'm like, yay, let's break more of our time rules. Um, but they put it back. <laughs> when you saw, you saw Captain America, he did have he it. You're right. You're, he yep. did have it. So I, I'll give you that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, all our main Avengers, I think, uh, get their chance to shine in here, and 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 they set up some characters for the new ones. And uh, I, one more scene I want to talk about. I'm sorry, guys, but uh, is what did you think? And do you would you want to see a females Avenger film? Because we get the one scene, we get Captain Marvel in this. Yes, folks, she's in here, uh, being badass and powerful mm -hmm. like she is. And then we get the wood seed where, because uh, near the end we have the gauntlet still, and they gotta get, they gotta keep it away from Thanos, <laughs> and it goes through a number of your phase two and three characters as they they hand it off, and finally it gets handed to Captain Marvel, and she she needs to get it to the van. And they go, well, don't worry, she's not doing it on her own. And you get a really cool shot of all the surviving female characters and i'm suddenly like i want to see this movie suddenly uh <laughs> paul what about you i i was like like i, I brought a friend to the mm -hmm. movie and i was like a force a force and i was like all excited and he was like you are a nerd i don't even know these guys <laughs> and i'm like it's, ah! and i had to like sit there and explain like afterwards how how great this team is and he's like you're such a nerd <laughs> he's like he like i like i like comic books and i like movies but i don't know about a force you're making it up she's like no no i'm not look it up it's great i was like i was probably one of the only few people in the theater that was all super excited about it but, <laughs> but damn damn so yes like you mark i want to see that film and i want to see like she hulk in there and i want to see oh my god that was it was a pretty badass scene during this really badass battle that we get uh glenn what'd you think about this scene did you think it was fitting uh i saw some people say that it was uh a bit gratuitous or sjw whatever you want to call it how how'd you feel about this particular thing i mean it, it was it was it was obviously a degree of fan service right um but it's still cool, <laughs> it was uh, cool. <laughs> well what got me was when they put them all together it made me realize that they were some of the strongest characters out of the whole MCU <laughs> as far as powers go. I mean, you know, you got Marvel, you got Scarlet uh, Witch in there, you know, <laughs> you look at them going, yeah, actually, you have pretty much a, 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 the higher tier of fighters out of the MCU right there. They just all happen to be female. But I mean, as far as powers go, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't care if it was fan service. I thought it was cool. Monty, how about you? Well, no, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I actually thought that was a pretty good idea to have that scene set up. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Scarlet Witch, you got you got Hope, yep. you got um, 
you got the two. I, I can't. Valkyrie, you had Valkyrie in there. You had, you had uh, Valkyrie in there. You got uh, Michonne. You got the mm-hmm. other uh, woman. You got the smaller girl from uh, Black Panther. Yep. You know, you, you even got Pepper Pops in the, in the Iron Man or whatever costume that she's in. So right? I'm like, wow, this is, a, this, is, this is a nice scene. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Pepper Potts showing up in some Iron Man uh, outfit was, yeah, that, was that the coolest kind of, that surprise. Kind of, that was the coolest surprise. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I said, out of all the people to show up in a, in a battle, you got Pepper Potts. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't have expected that. Did that happen in the comics at all? Did yes, she... she has an armor called Rescue. Oh, oh yeah. she does. She does okay. And that they yeah. hint they hint at it in one of the movies uh, mm-hmm. about that you're my rescue or something like that. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. But yeah, I just I want to say that 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 was really well directed scene and and the visuals in here uh were amazing for this final battle. Uh so yeah, and I I I actually not to cut you off. I actually no, go ahead. thought that you know even though she does get that much uh, mm-hmm. but um, what you call them, Olsen or whatever, I can't remember her name, but there's no one of the Olsen twins. Right. Well, Mary, the yeah. One. yeah, she actually does a pretty good job in her scenes with Thanos. I mean, she's really kicking Thanos' ass. Holy, <laughs> holy crap, yeah, Scarlet Witch finally comes into her power that everybody was hoping to see her in, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's just bringing it to Thanos, and... <laughs> Oh man, watching her rip the the armor off, and I'm just like, oh damn, you know. <laughs> and then someone, someone throughout going because of the controversy with Captain Marvel. Screw your controversy, you trolls out there. I, I loved the movie, I loved the character, and I loved how she brought it to Thanos. But Thanos did find a way to knock her out, it knock her out of the mm-hmm. yeah, equation as well. Power stone. I mean, God. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. But she took out a battle cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> it is the power stone we're talking about. Though, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, just, I love that scene where they, they 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 stop firing on everybody and they're like, what's going on? And the, the, the cannons are all firing upwards. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> well, well, even the bad guys stopped fighting. Everybody <laughs> exactly. was just kind of like, it was like, uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> and she, she comes in and... and is all badass and, and brought it to Thanos as well. And yeah, I mean, I loved how they showed how badass Thanos was even without the glove. I think mm-hmm. that was kind of important. I mean, it is a little bit younger Thanos, but still because he's that powerful in the comics, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah. He, he's that probably he's dark side level when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. uh, powerful uh, enemies in the uh, Marvel universe. Yeah. And that's what I thought. So yeah. I like the fact that he he proved he could bring it even without uh without the the stones or the glove. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is cool. And it it made for some very impressive scenes. So uh yeah, uh, that final battle, I think there was uh, some very six uh uh satisfying payoff with it. So uh now we'll go down with my panel here and just uh, get a question from you or a topic that we may not have covered tonight. Uh, that you may want to talk about. So, Glenn, uh, was there something in particular that uh, a scene or a particular thing in the movie you wanted to talk about? Um, well, not a scene in the movie, but there's mm-hmm. uh, there's something that the whole all right, we're just going to snap, and everyone who disappeared five years ago is back now. And okay. I'm like, that's so now you have roughly three billion homeless people who don't have jobs. And whose 
husbands, wives, and whatnot have moved on and are married to someone else by now. And <laughs> the, the level of infrastructure nightmare they have created is how many, how many of those people they brought back are going to die in the next six months? My <laughs> guess is tens of millions in the chaos that, that happened because of this. Just like Thanos said. <laughs> he, he wasn't wrong in some of his stuff. No, you, yeah, but, but Thanos also, it's like, well, there's, there's not, you know, it's there's everything's there's just too much of everything. It's like, you know, too many people, you don't have enough resources. Well, if you can change anything, why don't you just go, hey, look at that, double the food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boom, everyone's got enough. There you go. Here's all your resources. Double I your resources. Twice, I just made twice as many planets. Yeah. Now you have all this room to spread out on, and there's plenty of food for everybody. I also like that someone pointed out that in the initial snap that Thanos did, that pretty much everyone who survived should have had massive diarrhea because they lost half of the uh, bacteria in their intestines that helps you process food properly. <laughs> Unless you just go with the fact that it was just it was he was, he was smart enough to do it only with the people who disappeared. Only their bacteria is the half that died. I don't know. <laughs> It definitely no, was that. It was. Now I'm just ex imagining Hulk with explosive diarrhea. Oh God! <laughs> and the question, no, the question no, is, no. is it green? <laughs> no, it's gray. Gray. <laughs> no, you, oh, you're man. absolutely right. That's the one thing that kind of got me was was we're gonna bring everybody five years. It's five years. We're gonna bring them everybody back now. So. So Iron Man doesn't lose his pepper pots and his kid. He's like, bring them back five years now. All the people as they were from when they were snapped. And it's like, okay. But what you run into then too is the very convenient thing that Peter Parker's buddies must have all turned to ash. Yep. <laughs> because otherwise some of them are in college. <laughs> yep. That that got me because in the end we see Peter Parker going to school. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> did they all disintegrate? They all can't still be in the same grade because it's five years from now. <laughs> so they 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 all would be older because you know because they didn't age. No, so they would all be older. I mean, uh, Aunt May she didn't disappear. She's still the same age. <laughs> she. Well, we don't know if she turned to ash or not, but like that's what I was thinking is like, did his entire group of friends happen to be part of the half that disappeared? Because mm. here we are back in high school and it's five years later, dude. Um, half your <laughs> friends should be like, dude, I got a job. I can't, you know, I would love to be on debate team with you, but I'm like older now and it'd be creepy if I hung with you. Sorry, Peter. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. <laughs> so that, that kind of set didn't sit quite right with you either, Lamont. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure that when Spider-Man Far From Home comes, uh, comes out, mm -hmm. maybe we might get some explanation as to, to why that happened. It, but, you know, because otherwise that kind of, that kind of blows the continuity that's the only thing I had a problem with was that scene where Parker going back to school and he sees his buddy and they're all still the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said that this isn't actually the last phase three film uh, far from home actually is. So hopefully we do get a little explanation because that threw some confusion with just about everybody that I've talked to. They were like, 
Yeah, about that, Peter. Um, <laughs> you know, MJ happens to be in college, which now things have gotten creepy. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit, at least for her. For him, some of his high school buddies think he's a lucky guy. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm a horrible person, I know. Uh, that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, Glenn, the, the bringing it back, <laughs> you don't get to see the fallout of what that actually caused uh, things, <laughs> you know, to happen. Suddenly, boom, you've got now 7 billion people again back on Earth, you know, just after everybody got used to only 3 billion people on Earth. And they were kind of digging the fact that they could not have to wait in line for a lot of things. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. Disney World now suddenly got crowded again. You know, you, you can't go. <laughs> you got to wait in line for the Back to the Future ride again for like two and a half hours. Cripes. Uh, sorry. I'm just I'm just imagining, you know, it's like, oh, we're back in life. Who's in my house? Right. Where's, Where's my, my stuff? Where's my stuff? <laughs> yeah, which questioned me, who put Lang's stuff in storage? Uh, the uh, the daughter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It had to have been the daughter. Okay. Yep. I was good. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, how did they know it was Lang if everybody else around that van was was disintegrated? And yep. I'm like, okay, so the daughter who seemed a little bit older for only five years, but maybe yeah, yeah. that was me because she was how old in Ant Man and Wasp, like eight or something. <laughs> Or ten, so she's now only like thirteen or fifteen, and she seemed a little bit older than that. But hey, you know, minor things. Who cares? You know, soap opera aging. You know, it's soap opera aging. <laughs> <laughs> they're a baby, and then suddenly they're a teenager, and then from that yeah. point on, they don't. They don't. She, age. she aged at the speed of plot. I know. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Love well, it. <laughs> uh, horror miser g uh what about you sir uh what would you say uh you got a topic or something that maybe you wanted to touch on that we didn't talk about here uh on endgame no i think we covered everything that that was the only other thing just the uh the end of the plot and and uh uh who's you know who's still the same age and you know how that how peter parker still can get to the same age at the same you know at go to the same school and everyone's still at the same age so that's the only thing I, I really wanted to talk about. But other than that, no, I think we covered everything. I mm. can't think of anything else that I wanted sure. that we haven't discussed that you know that we mm. already have. Paul, how about you, sir? So I brought this up earlier that my my some of my friends said that there's nothing left for the MCU. I want to know what from you guys. What do you think? Uh, and, and you know what what do you want to see in the next phases of the cinematic universe? Ooh, good question. Glenn, we'll start with you. Oh, man, there's tons of stuff you can still do. I mean, even, even if you don't introduce new characters, you still have more you can explore with. Uh, I mean, you have passing of torches, so you have a new cap. Mm -hmm. You've got a new Iron Man. Yeah. Um, you've got Black Panther you can still do stuff with. I mean, they're doing stuff with Hawkeye. You could have the Guardians who can go looking for because Gamora disappeared. They can go looking for Gamora or other things. Thor can go doing whatever Thor is going to do with them, or he's just along for the ride. You have uh, the thing with Loki and the Tesseract. I mean, you can follow that. There's tons of stuff to do. 
you know, stuff that we hope they don't limit to the Disney Plus channel. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is we're going to have more movies. I mean, yeah, the, this this thing's going to, you know, it's it's already. What did I see? It's already at a billion dollars. Yeah, a billion three yeah, finished one, at the end yeah, of the week. I think it was one point two billion. Yeah. Like, like, they're, like they're gonna say, well, we don't need to ride that momentum at all. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just wait three or four years to release. No, we're gonna have. Um, I mean, when you got Spider Man coming, right? Um, there's plenty of stuff to explore still. I mean, well, you you got uh, Guardians Volume Three coming out next yep. year. So, I mean, there's more stuff happening. You can still go. You can still go more places with uh, Captain Marvel. You can do more stuff with Doctor Strange. Uh, there's tons of stuff to do. Yep. Uh, and actually, to answer the question, uh, yeah, we have uh, Far From Home, and then they're planning at least uh, a spider, a third Spider-Man film, a Doctor Strange two, Captain Marvel two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three, Eternals, a Ms. Marvel film, and Shang Chi, according to um time.com so, yeah I, I read that i think i read that uh someplace about you know what's next on the slate up for the mcu yeah it was interesting to see you know uh to, to bring up saying she mainly because of the china box office yeah so oh, it'll be yeah. nice yeah the china box office so i it'll be interesting to see how they're going to do this Shang chi character there uh, they're they're not going to whitewash it. They're going to. It's mm-hmm. going to be written by a Chinese person. It's going to have a Chinese star, or an Asian star, play the character. Well, that's good. And the fact that yeah, that because Disney doesn't have enough money, so they need to play oh. to the Chinese box office, right? <laughs> 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 they don't own enough in the world. God, <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Lamont? Uh, where do you see them going? I know we've got these films coming up, but uh, what do you think? Uh, what would you like to see uh, coming up? I'm going to be interested to see what they're going to do with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and how they're going to add them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were happy that they did not try to add them on in this movie because someone were, I heard some people were saying that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They were going to, you're going to see the Fantastic Four or X-Men appear in this film, but I knew they couldn't do that. That's not a good way to put those They'll put those two, those characters in this film. They need to have their own reintroduction into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because you haven't cast anybody yet. There's no director. There's no nothing. You need to if you're going to bring them in, bring them in right with their own solo films first before you integrate them into you know the MCU. Well, especially with the bad blood and the bad taste everyone has in their mouth with the way Fox handled, especially Fantastic Four, but even with the uh, the not well i guess kind of alternate reboot whatever you want to call it x-men that they're in now now that they got dark phoenix coming out you know that Mm. series started off strong with first class and then it's kind of like "Eh." and so yeah you're with the bad blood i wouldn't want them to try to shoehorn them in just suddenly as a surprise cameo in this film they Mm. they really need to one distance themselves after dark phoenix i think and then Bring in, bring them in properly. Hopefully, before they do an Avengers versus X Men, which has been rumbling around. Yeah, I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. Which the only way I think that would work is if you somehow work the current cast of X Men into it, Mm -hmm. because any other new casting 
it's going to be, you're going to fall into, and yes, I love the film, but still fully recognize it. Um, you're going to run into kind of the Justice League type of thing to where you're introducing some of these characters who haven't had a solo film yet. Um, uh-huh. And that'll turn probably off some audiences off. It's MCU now, so people are going to go because they see the brand. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But ground's getting a little shaky since uh, Captain Marvel, so we'll have to see. But yeah, I, I, I'm with uh, Lamont. I'd like to see how they're going to work X-Men and Fantastic Four into this, which you know they will. They say, oh, not in the near future or anything, and everybody's just shaking their head like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, the one thing people have been screaming about forever has finally happened. It's back under the Marvel umbrella, and you're just going to sit on it for a while. Mm, but no, then again, but then again, Disney has been sitting on actually releasing a proper release of the original trilogy on Blu-ray that's not just a Laserdisc rip forever. So who knows? Maybe. Disney might just sit on it for a while. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I I don't care what they give me as long as they give me fun, entertaining films, which exactly Endgame was. Um, it was a fitting swan song. And that's all I ask is that they're entertaining films. And uh, I don't care it, you know what they do with them. I'm not that invested in, in the comics anymore and not that familiar with them. For me, my perspective is mostly for them a movie viewing audience uh, versus all you find uh, f- very knowledgeable folks, which I'm glad you guys were all on here tonight. Thank you uh, because you guys got the great comic book knowledge. And, you know, for me, I'm just looking at it from perspective of a movie guy. And for me, I just want entertaining, good movies. You know, if you give me stuff and g- and give me the spinoff stuff too, like the Dr. Strange and the black Panther and the Ant-Man, not so much, you know, the same, characters all the time because i enjoyed those films more out of the mcu in all honesty than the main plot characters up through thor ragnarok you know well and captain america winter soldier i think is still probably the top for me and so we'll finish up tonight then um guys why don't you just what uh, give your uh, final thought with endgame and then also what your top now that we've got this whole batch of films what was your top mcu film out of all of them. So Paul, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Uh, I, so the, the first question was, what did we think overall about the film? Endgame. Yeah. Everything. And then, yeah. Uh, loved it. Uh, just, just like I said at the beginning, I'm going to bookend what I said and I love bookends and this was a perfect bookend <laughs> for me. Uh, and, um, the, the next question was, um, I totally spaced. What was your what was your best favorite out of all twenty two movies? Oof. Which one would you put at the top of your list? Uh I want to say the original Thor, but I think Winter Soldier just recently uh, worked its way past that. So I'm going to say Winter Soldier is. Wait, wait, the original Thor was near the top. Of I your... loved, I loved the original Thor. Uh, well, I know is, that's your type of superhero. We talked about that on the yeah. podcast. Yes, folks, look at our past episodes. We've talked almost about every single MCU film since come out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that is your type of hero, though. So yeah. I can see why. So, uh, and, and Lamont, uh, just any final thought with Endgame, and and then also, what would you say is out of all of them? What was your top MCU film? 
Uh, okay. Well, first again, enjoyed it very much. Uh, nice fitting conclusion to uh, this particular storyline in the MCU and for the Avengers uh, storyline as well. Nice fitting in for some of the characters. Uh, obviously, I would choose Endgame as the number one film for that, uh, and kind of, kind of like uh, that and the Winter Soldier because I just simply just love a Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I. I... Definitely uh, excellent picks there. I can I can see where they would almost they would be tie. Um, <laughs> uh, Glenn, how about you, sir? Uh, I enjoyed it um, overall. As I said, it, it I got what I what I expected mm-hmm. and what I wanted out of it. Um, I don't know where I'd rank it in itself, but my I mean, out of the out of the all the movies, I mean, the one that I've enjoyed the most, uh, the one that I've gone back to the most. Is Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's an excellent pick as well. Um, and for me, we all know how I am at picking top films, but uh, I'll say my final thought with Endgame. I enjoyed it. It's a solid film. It was a great book, and I think they did their their big ten year plan justice. I will say I enjoyed Infinity War a little more uh, than this mm-hmm. one. Um, for a couple of the the storytelling aspects or in, in characters, what they did with them, but I, I enjoyed Infinity War a little more. Someone described this, and I thought it was actually kind of fitting. They're like, Infinity War was kind of like the, for them the empire of uh, of the MCU, and Endgame was a bit like Return of the Jedi of the MCU. It was still a fun and, and fitting bookend, but they enjoyed. And thought uh, Infinity War had a little bit more uh, kick to it. So, um, and for me, yeah. And for if you want to talk about one that I, I really revisit, um, it, it's a tie for me between uh, I, I have to go with uh, Doctor Strange and um, and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Ragnarok's just just so much fun. I didn't think something would knock. Um, not Guardians of the Galaxy out for most fun uh, Marvel film, but it, it, it's it's pretty doggone cool. It, it I enjoy it quite a bit, a little bit more at times than Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Winter Soldier, though, if we want to go for actual just solid film, Winter Soldier uh, would be the one that is the least superhero-y of these <laughs> films, and it feels more like an espionage-type film, and that's why... Uh, Winter Soldier would be at the top of the list as well. So those three, um, for sure, would be would be up there. So, well, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for doing this. I appreciate your time as always. Uh, looking forward to the next phases, and it'll be interesting to see where they take it from there. If we're going to get the secret invasion, if we're going to get you know secret wars, which would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where they're going to go, but I'm excited to see where they go from here. So now is the time where you get a license to shill and you can tell where uh, your stuff is at when you're not here. So, uh, Lamont, let's start with you, sir. Yeah, once again, I uh, will, I have my YouTube channel, the horror, my G just hook me up on YouTube. I'm about to get ready to do my review. As we talked about earlier, uh, I spit on your grave deja vu. I should have it up probably by Wednesday night. Awesome. Sounds good. And uh, Paul, go ahead, sir. License to shill. I am the Bowtie Critic, so you can find me in anything that says Bowtie Critic. Uh, also, I spend a lot of time in the Film Jerks, uh, basically podcast. 
And uh, if you're into gaming like I am, uh, there's also Forsaken Ferret, which is my nickname. Wow. Nice. And when go ahead, sir. Eh, I'm on Twitter, dying a bunker. <laughs> That's all I'm doing right now. What about so, the game? What about the gaming podcast? Is that on uh, Adventure Party? Yeah, when yeah. Brad and I actually have the time, and one of us isn't sick or have a broken computer, we do the Adventure Party on GNCast.com as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've been kind of lackluster in my productive capabilities as of late. Well, real real world stuff has intervened, so that you know. I guess you could say that, or I'm just lazy. <laughs> real world stuff. There you go. Yeah, real world stuff. I'm 47 and I'm tired, so that's what it is. That's that's a real world thing. <laughs> yes. So there you have it, folks. Thank you so much. And now I guess we'll just say good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Peace out, everyone. What? What? <laughs> Get off my lawn! What? God wasn't on this one! Hey, all my friends out there looking for more Spoiler Room goodness? Then why don't you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash specialmarkproductions, where you can get access to exclusive Spoiler Room episodes and a whole lot more. You can also find us on Facebook groups at SMPRD and on to Twitter at SpecialMarkPro. Let your voice be heard and let us know what you would like to see in the Spoiler Room, as well as just how we're doing in general. We appreciate your support, and remember in the Spoiler Room, the conversation is fresh, but we do spoil the movies.